and welcome back to the Wealth Management Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, Justin Sheehan. I am back with Dennis Runkle and Chris Hanna, advisors, partners, the people of Wealth Management Accounting. We have in the background producer Kaylee. I hear from a little bird that Kaylee might be on camera next time, just to let everyone know. <laughs> She's looking at me like, what's going on? <laughs> Maybe a surprise to her, but uh, producer Kaylee's in the background, and we're just excited that you're back. This is episode three of the Wealth Management Unfiltered podcast. Uh, we had a, a great first two episodes, first with uh, Chris, uh, who was in the inaugural episode, then with Mark Ellington, another advisor in the second episode, and today we're back with Chris as our guest alongside uh, Denny. And today we're talking about planning. It's a big category, a big topic. Uh, planning, and you hear it all the time, you have to have a financial plan, and this is how you should do it, or this is how you should do it. So many voices in the room from so many different, you know, advisors and, and expert, quote unquote, experts talking. But let's start with this, Denny. What is the most pro what is the problem or the challenge with most financial plans? Why don't they work? Um, it's not so much they don't work, there's just so much more involved than making money grow. So recognizing that you have somebody that actually can make money grow, and, and of course we've had a bad year. I mean, people right now then suddenly moved into limiting the loss versus talking about the growth. You're talking so about a bad year in the stock market, right? Yes, the bad okay. year in the stock market. You know, all of a sudden, how much am I losing? And am I losing less than the other guy? Isn't it funny how all of a sudden that become the focus? <laughs> so we don't really have those problems. Why? Why don't are my clients not concerned about how much they're losing in the market, even though we have... A sizable sum of money. I don't want to start talking numbers, but we are literally top 5% in the country. There's no question. How can we, this little firm nobody heard of, manage that? And why is the majority of our clients, which is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in 12 states, not worried about this downturn? So that leads into your question is, what, why are most of the planners only focused on that when we're not. It's because there's so much more in creating wealth than just making money grow. And the first thing is keeping the money that has it's grown. <laughs> so, you know, if, if, you, if you look through history, you have great, great, great years and then a big correction and you start over. And, and, I, and anybody that's been around very many years, I mean, let's say 20 years plus of investing, has experienced that, what do you call it? Teeter-totter, uh, you know, always, always, yeah, roller coaster, perfect. And the funny thing about a roller coaster, it starts out at the top and all you do is go down, down, down. And some people <laughs> experience that too. So that's kind of a really bad <laughs> illustration. Of, 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 but we totally believe that tax planning is a major component of managing wealth. And as you're incorporating tax planning and then state planning. So we know that you're live, you're going to live, you're going to die, you're going to become disabled, or you're going to retire. One of those things have to happen, right? And just to live and not have any of life's ups and downs, 
usually don't happen, yet that's what everybody's planning for. So when you just go, um, let's say you've worked hard to get a sizable amount of money and all of a sudden you just needed to make it grow. It's never that simple. So we believe that having a clearly defined plan addressing potential changes, whether a loss of a loved one, a market correction, um, now we're dealing with inflation. Look what inflation has done to most people's retirement plans. It's, it's, it's incredible. And what's interesting is, as I'm kind of processing your answer, right, uh, planners, whoever that your planner is, um, seem to be focused on maybe just one thing and not seeing the bigger picture. And I also think a lot of plans are almost made in a vacuum. You know, I remember receiving one of my first financial plans from an advisor who's no longer my advisor. It was this 100-page document. And I was like, here's all the due diligence and all the cool things. And all I looked at was the chart that says it's up, 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 and up. I didn't ask why because I wasn't intuitive or <laughs> smart back then. Um, up, up, up. And I looked back and it's, you know, he was making this advisor, this planner was making assumptions about the market, not taking into account life. Right. You said life happens. Inflation happens. Perfectly said, Justin, perfectly said. Nothing ever goes as planned. Let's talk about the pitfalls, the obstacles in life of creating wealth and have a plan for that. So you're you're planning for the worst and hoping for the best. It works out really well with decades of success. Right. You know, we're, we're not we're not seeing clients devastated for clear back in the late 90s, the dot-com crash, or 9-11, or 08. Why is it that we, our clients, aren't experiencing all those downturns? It's because we are doing the tax planning, the estate planning, investment ma management, and the, one of the biggest thing is asset protection. When we talk about asset protection, people are thinking of getting sued or this or that. Wouldn't you having a plan to have your assets not be decimated by the market be part of asset protection? <laughs> Nobody thinks of asset protection as protection against downturns that could devastate 40 years. So you obviously know who this is really affecting right now. It's the people that have worked 40 years that are wanting to retire now. All their numbers are off because nobody was counting on this 8% inflation rate. Nobody was counting on on this big turnout that you could be down 35% and you're now wanting to move from working to retirement. It ain't going to work. All the plans usually fail. So what, it, what, what do we do to help negate this environment we have right now? And, and we're going to get to that. We call it at wealth management accounting, the financial circle of care and it, we, we focus on those areas and I, we're going to do a deep dive. But before we do that, Chris, I mean, you've been doing this for decades. You've seen a lot of plans. You, know, you probably have a, maybe a business owner or an individual comes in and says, oh, I might have a plan in place. But what challenges are you seeing uh, with new clients coming in? What are they bringing to the table where it's, oh, man, this wasn't done right? Well, I think now I've seen it more than ever recent last couple of years and it's I think it's time, you know, people really don't seem to have the time to really want to put the time and effort into putting a plan together and keeping track of it. Um, life is so busy. Things are so busy. You know, people are 
dealing with COVID for a year and a half, trying to figure out all that, you know, people really just want a team that can help their financial situation. And it's never just all about investments, kind of like where Denny was going. It, it comes into, they want to deal with their investments, but then they also have questions about their tax planning. But you know what? I don't have my estate <laughs> in order, you know, and and how do I protect my assets? They, they, they just keep circling around these four questions and what they're finding, they're not getting answers. So I, I feel like people really just don't feel like they have the time to deal with that. And w- which makes it very hard because generally without coming to wealth management accounting and working with ProTax and, and DR Financial Group, they have to go see three or four or five different people. And I know my own schedule, I mean, I barely have time to go see five different people and you can go to five different places. You know, you're always so busy with kids and everything else. So I think it's time. Uh, just like yesterday, I had a client that we've done their planning. Um, we've done their taxes and he, and he sends you this email and just says, I got, I got an email and I think it was one of our WMA emails that went out to our clients, but that, like that most typical client goes, I don't remember what it said, but I know it said something about retirement planning or, or tax planning. Can you resend it to me? You know, I, I, I call up the client and I'm like, I'm not sure which one to receive. We send them out, you know, every week or so, you know, emails. I, I you know, can you help me out? And he gets kind of, it's kind of funny because he was talking in a normal voice. And then I heard his voice kind of come down quietly. And he says, well, I really don't have anybody to help me with my retirement planning. So I just kind of wondering if that, is that something you can help me out with? Well, of course, you know, that is part of the overall plan. He, and, and see, again, He's a client that is busy with his own company. He, he, we've gone through what we can do for our clients, but he's so busy, he forgets whether we can help him or not. So that, that's why we got to continually help clients say, hey, you got to look at your asset protection. You got to look at your tax planning. You got to look at your estate planning. And you got to look at your investment management. And we're out here to help coalesce that all into a plan that can work for a client and, and help them save time, which most of them are really looking for. Absolutely. And it's funny, you mentioned it does take a lot of time to do this right. It does take a commitment. But ironically, to do this on your own or with your other advisors, you are basically a project manager. <laughs> you're, you're managing what the, your tax person is saying versus what your investment person is saying versus what your advisor is saying. And what the financial care, uh, you know, financial circle of care does is it brings and what wealth management accounting does is it brings one team together. Um, and, and I've used this analogy a lot. It's like building a house, right? It's, um, you know, the plumber and the drywaller have different rules and different distinct things. But when you're putting a bathroom together, if the drywaller puts the drywall on before the pipes are in, the whole bathroom's ruined. You gotta, you gotta go backwards. And that, that's what I see as, you know, uh, in the marketplace where there's just a hyper focus on one thing. And, and right, we're not saying planners are bad or, or evil. They're yeah. they're maximizing what they know in their maybe specific area. And they can't even or won't even think about the other areas, right? Whether it's estate planning, tax planning, asset protection, investment management. Yeah. So you're, the audience will see the graphic on screen and it's our financial circle of care. It's all over our website. And we say we're it's a cohesive plan for managing your wealth. I want to get into that because when I met with that first financial advisor, he really just focused on maybe the investment side. I didn't have a lot of money to put in, but he really 
dazzled me with his charts and the up and to the right thing. But but talk about why it takes all four asset protection, estate planning, investment management, tax planning. Why does it take all four to look at, commit to, um, monitor and, and plan? Why does that take all four to do it right? The reason this became real important to me is I had a business that suffered consequences because I didn't have a team that communicated. And, and as I wanted to be different and really help, especially small business owners or entrepreneurs, I discovered through my personal experience, whoops, looks like I had an earthquake. <laughs> personal Daddy, experience. you mentioned the storm. I didn't know there was earthquakes in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I quickly found out that if I asked one question to three different people, I got a different solution from their perspective on what I should do, but they never coincided. So the reasoning and why this is so important, I found that's a very, very common problem among everyone. Do you trust the answer from the CPA, your attorney, or your wealth management person? They will never be the same. Now, that needs to coincide with the planner clearly understanding the client's needs, fears, what their pain point is. And that's never the same. Each client will have something that really they lose sleep on. And yet, many times the advisors don't know that. That's the number one thing for my team to know. Because there's a lot to do. You just can't magically put all this together. So we have to kind of go to the point, create a relationship, and really do care and want to know what that client's number one concern is. And if they have a fear of not being able to retire because the market just took away 35% of what they save for, we address that first. If they have uh, an experience where their grandfather just passed away and the nightmare that was left for the family to deal with, well, that's their number one concern. If they're a business owner and went to, uh, uh, let's say it's a hardware retailer and just went to, you know, an Ace Radiator convention, Ace Radiator, Ace Hardware convention, um, they may have heard that somebody just had severe um, loss of their store or some occurrence that they didn't have asset protection. They're thinking, I've worked all this way, built this up, and I could lose it that quickly. They come back and say, man, you got to do something to protect what I've gained. There's so many reasons, so many perspectives that we want to address first, prioritized, and then we will we'll go. So we don't have a happy meal one, two, or three. It's driven by the client's concerns that we want to listen, document that, and then put a strategy together. Because all it does is it changes the order. These four things have to be addressed, but the importance to the client dictates when and the priority is done. We don't feel that happens anywhere else. So the plan is it's bespoke in nature. And what I like that we, we communicate is it's, it's a master plan with you at the center. And even though I've talked about those four categories, asset protection, estate planning, investment management, tax planning, those are really just categories, but every situation is different. Every life circumstance, right. every, 
the way someone generated wealth is different from the other and the, the their family's different. Um, Chris, can you give me maybe an example or a story um, or, or Denny of, of how you've seen this maybe play out where you're doing planning for someone and maybe their context is, oh, I, I only had a, a, a person that focused on the investment side. I didn't even realize I had to think about tax planning. But do you have any stories or examples, no specific names of of the master plan playing out? Well, go ahead, Chris. But that's every time. <laughs> right. I, every I agree. Time. <laughs> it's every time in, in one certain way or another. But, you know, I can give, you know, yeah, not a specific story, but just how it happened, you know. So, you know, you have a person that has worked a nice job over the years and, you know, put, you know, three or 400,000 away in a 401k or more, you know, at the same time, uh, they've been able to live a nice lifestyle that they've been able to save other money as well. So maybe they have uh, a, a real estate, you know, they have their residence and maybe they bought a rental or two. And as they're approaching retirement, they kind of start looking around going, you know, I don't really want to control, keep doing this real estate because maybe I want to start liquidating because I want to travel, go to Florida. I don't want to bother with that. And so they get ready to liquidate those houses or they have liquidated by the time they walk in here. And they're kind of like, hey, how do I put a retirement plan together? I mean, I've got my 401k. I've got my real estate. But how do I really make that all work together for an income stream in retirement? Well, the first thing we'd look at is, oh, okay, let's look at that income stream. Let's look at how do you want to invest your money with the risk ratio? How much do you want safe? You know, where the stock market can't affect it going down. How much do you want at risk? What kind of rate of return we're looking for to provide the income needed? Well, that all works fine on the investment side. But then generally my next question is, well, how how are we going to protect those non-qualified assets? You know, the money you got from the sale of your real estate or if they still have the real estate, how are we going to protect those assets from, you know, one or somebody suing you because you own the house, the, the rental property, or you liquidate it. Now you have, you know, half a million dollars liquid and non-qualified money. How are you going to protect that money from a Medicaid spend down? You know, so all you have to do is start gradually asking questions that people have experience in life all the time. You know, people have experience relatives going in the nursing home. People have experience people dying and, assets getting divided up among the family or state taxes or probate. You know, people have experienced, I need to sell this real estate. How do I reduce my real estate exposure or tax liability? Because a lot of them don't understand how the taxes are even going to work when they sell that real estate. And and so what I have to do is start walking them through going, hey, here's what the tax liability is going to be when you sell this piece of real estate. And most of them, wow, I didn't understand that. Like, for example, you know, depreciation. People don't realize that when you so real estate, you have to basically bring that depreciation back in and get taxed out ordinary income. Now, I'm not, gonna go, I'm not a CPA, so I'm not going to go into all the calculations, but you could be paying capital gains tax and you could be paying ordinary income tax on the sale of that real estate. That's why we got a team here. It's why I have CPAs that we can work on all that together. So just because you think somebody's walking into your office just to talk about their retirement, doesn't mean that's the only thing. Usually those other things on the peripheral, like Denny said earlier, that's just the point of need or their pain point. But we have we all deal with these four areas in our life, the asset uh, protection, the estate planning, the investment management, the tax planning. It's just a matter of whether we want to deal with them and when we want to deal with them. At some point, 
those questions always come up. So Justin, Chris and I work in much different markets in my team here. I'm, I've really been blessed with the four people to my team down here. And we're more really focused on the business owner. Now, not that Chris isn't, but you know, it, it's just that we try to help the W2 person and the business owner. And we've had a lot of experience with business ownership. So we actually have a new client that just contacted me, uh, met me somewhere and said, hey, I hear you can help me. And I said, so we went and talked. And I said, what is your number one priority? He said, my number one priority is I transferred 30% of the company to my son three years ago. I said, okay, great planning. Did you do a business valuation? Well, no, CPA didn't say anything about that. Did you do a gift tax return? Well, no, they say they might get around to that sometime. And I said, so have you done any K-1 distributions to your son? Yes, and he's very unhappy. Are you see what we're talking about? He was given an advice on a business continuation plan. So messed up. And he goes, that's why you're here. I've had all these questions and I can't get an answer. So we go through this and I said, well, this is what we'll do. We'll go through these steps. We need to do this right. We always want to look at a, a successful small business. Transferring ownership to a blood relative is an automatic audit. They're all, the IRS is always assuming that you're trying to transfer for less than fair market value. So, and you know, we all know that there's a lot more IRS agents that are being hired that it's been no secret are going to be focused against small business owners. And he said, yes, that's why I'm here. So right off the bat, we were able to clearly see his pain point, his need. It's really easy to fix. Sometimes it's, it um, seems like it's, it's asking the right questions. Well, I, we just said, what is your biggest problem that you feel uncomfortable? And he said this. Now, as we met, we've actually met three or four times a lot more has opened up, but there became a comment that was made um, that I'm so blessed that you guys are here. And if you could make it, I never had to talk to my team again. I would be happy. Now that's the first time we ever had that, that he was so disfranchised with his current team. He just needed a massive change. So I'm not, throwing stones any here, anywhere here, but it's obvious the CPA wasn't speaking with the attorney, wasn't speaking to his wealth management person. That just became glaringly obvious. And he goes, and then we, we actually had another uh, person that immediately just said what you said. You mean I have a one-stop shop where whatever my issues are and we put a plan together that I don't have to go three or four places to try to convey what I want to three or four different people? I said, yep. He said, where do I sign? I went on this team. And that, and that you know, re-illustrates just what Chris said. So the fact that we can help the W-2 person that has been, you know, a, been a good steward, good discipline to make and put aside wealth for his future, all the way to, you know, someone that's, has significant wealth, right? Neither one are getting any advice, right? Except somebody saying, "Well, I can grow your money." Yep. Well, everyone says they can grow your money. Yeah. And every, and every, you know, every maybe tax person says, "Oh, we can save you more money." 
And I, and I want to get into that because as you see on screen, there's four parts of the financial circle of care. Tax planning is an interesting one. And when I first learned about WMA, one thing you told me, Denny, was most people only look at what the 10 to 20 percent of the tax code to save money. But there's another 80 percent. My percentages might be off. There's a whole part of the tax code that we could leverage to make money and create wealth. But what, well, what do you mean by that? It's closer to 2 percent. And 98%. So 2% on how to save money? No, 98% on how to save money. 2% okay. on how to collect the taxes. So the actual numbers are 5,700 pages of code with 30 dedicated to tax collection. So if you take 30 into 5,700, what percentage is that? It's pretty low. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and that's a quote by... Um, uh, I got several Tom Wheelwright. So he's got a book, How to Create Tax-Free Wealth. It's a bestseller. It's a well-known CPA and author. He's the one that identified those numbers and saying his peers knew those 30 pages real well, but kind of ignored the other 5,600 and some pages. And that anybody, he makes this statement uh, right here. Do you have a choice about how much tax you pay? Everyone has taxes to pay. Many people avoid paying taxes or pay very little in taxes legally. This is from a best-selling book that's made by that's written by a CPA that's making these statements. They understand or or have a team of advisors that understand how the law works. They're saying the people that legally reduce their tax liability have a team of advisors. This is from, again, this is not things that we have made up. This is, and again, the family office concept for the wealthy. And you always hear the wealthy pay less taxes than the other because they have a team of advisors that are applying that other 5,600 pages that was made to stimulate the economy and help it grow because wise economists know the better the economy is, the more taxes are paid. Right. It's to their advantage so if you to, got the to have a code like that. It is. And how did we lose that, Justin? I'm sorry I get so excited. And the small business owner busting his tail is paying twice the tax on a guy that doesn't need to do that. Hmm. I, anyway, I, 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 you see my enthusiasm. I, 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 I get excited. I think people, I think people <laughs> listening to this, Denny and Chris, they're probably just real. I'm sure most haven't even thought about, wait a minute. Tax, I thought my taxes were just a thing. I did, you know, at the end of the year, I do my quarterlies, you know, I do my payroll tax on the regular. I thought it was just sort of a thing we had to eat, you know, and, and do. And sure, that's part of it, but you're saying it's an integral part of this plan. Well, let me read another quote from his book. The government will use the tax law as a tool to shape and grow the economy. The tax code is full of economic incentives to encourage investors and entrepreneurs. This is from a CPA, the best-selling book. How many people understand the paragraph I just wrote and that they don't have a team that's doing anything but telling them how much they have to pay? It's reporting history instead of making history. And making history is taking advantage of what is right there for you to grow your business 
and not being told. Well, the shot, and I even hear this on mainstream media. And next week, Denny and uh, Greg Reynolds and I were going to talk about mainstream media. You don't even hear this in the mainstreams, right? You, usually, you, you know, you have people that are trying to find the next best thing, but this has always been there, right? This is not this is Nothing not anything new. new. <laughs> no. And um, and that's because I grew up with entrepreneurs that I had a business on my own. I had saw the failed current system. And in 1986, wanted to make a change. Hmm. So we have the tax side, but there's also the asset protection side. Um, and Chris, I want to get into a little bit this idea of the family LLC. Uh, I've heard of holding companies. I've heard of uh, different maybe structures. But we at WMA we almost near the beginning always try to get a uh, family LLC set up. So first of all, what is it and why is this an integral part of the plan? Well, the family LLC, you know, takes its roots back over a hundred years ago with the limited partnership. Uh, so that structure has been around for an extremely long time. And in line with what Denny was saying with the way the tax code was set up, you know, Obviously, 100 years ago, people were looking at how do I protect my assets? How do I pass along my assets? So, you know, I'm back in business owners and those politicians got together and said, hey, how can we create an entity structure in place that will make that happen? And, and by having that family LLC, it's like you said, in a way, kind of like a holding company, a place to gather your assets, whether um, that's, ca you know, cash or money in checking accounts, property, real estate you know, business ownership, investments, you know, how do I protect those assets? How do I pass along those assets to my next generation? And by using the lovely tax code, the some of the 98% Denny's talking about of the, the tax code, they put in place gifting. And what that means, there's two forms of gifting. There's right now the annual gifting limit, about $16,000 and more likely will probably go up next year. And then we have the, the uh, estate gifting, basically. You know, what is I can gift to another person at my passing or during my life. Uh, right now, um, term, my number might be a little off, around 13 million, I believe, and it, and it goes up almost every year. That's one reason why it's hard to remember what it is each year, but it changes every year. <laughs> Wonderful tax, tax planning. Um, but it's all about getting that asset to the next generation. And the great thing about is trying to have parents want to have control of the money until they leave this earth. But to get to the next generation and have it not taxed, you have to give that away. And the LLC is a perfect entity where the parents can be the managers and be in control of the money, give away the rest of the ownership to their children who now own it but don't control it. And that way it can be invested and managed and grow through our investment strategies. And they can use that money in there as income or uh, ways to supplement what they need to uh, live on the rest of their lives. And that family LLC is to me the only perfect tool out there, the entity that will do that. I, there, I don't see any other entity that can meet all those needs where you can have control, but get it out of your state, be able to invest it and grow income that family LLC is the foundation that we want to use to have the asset protection and have the estate planning and still deal with our investment management and tax planning. 
Um, it's just a wonderful tool and an entity structure that will allow all that to happen. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. And I remember talking with, with you both, uh, early on, uh, when I, when I joined the team, uh, and I was, it was, it was something where you, you read on a website and you say, okay, well, I have an LLC for my business. Why do I need a, you know, Sheehan Corp or LLC for like, does my wife want to be part of the LLC? You know, it was, it was just sort of, it was, and then you, you, you read it and you think about, wait a minute, what, the benefits that I get as a business, I can get as a family on top of all the other things you just mentioned with, uh, passing it on and, and, and things like that. Um, when did we start using this tool, uh, Denny or Chris? Well, I want to go back with lack of understanding on LLCs in general is epic. I mean, if I lined up a thousand business owners, 999 would probably have the wrong form of LLC. So we just had a, a new team member coming on that had a business. And it was so funny. I'm sitting there and I'm talking to her. And I said, so you, you, you had a successful business for a while. Explain what you all have an LLC. And, I, I, and my question was, so was it a sole member? Well, yeah, how'd you know? And do you have an operating agreement? Well, what's that? So you, you see where I'm going here. People think they have asset protection. They think they have tax planning. And a sole member LLC is a disregarded entity for and what does disregarded mean? It means you don't file a tax form. You get nothing out of it. It's disregarded for tax planning. And a sole member LLC provides very little asset protection. Yet somebody has one, many times created by their tax team. And what's the tax team doing? And the reason they don't have a, a an operating agreement is because that's not what the tax team do, does. They can get the EI number. They can file your articles. They just neglect to tell the person that you need an operating agreement. So the, the whole thing of lack of education, which we diligently try to do, that there's a manager managed a group of LLC designation. There's a member managed. There's a sole proprietor. There's you know, endless variations. And we, you need to have the correct one that will provide real asset protection that will provide real tax planning and, and estate planning. So one of the things we're doing with every client, once we find their pain point, is putting a structure together that does all four of these things. Remember, we keep talking about you need asset protection, investment management, tax planning, and estate planning. The properly prepared LLC will do all three of those. One tool that enhances all of them. So then the clients are shocked. So then you're saying you can buy one entity and get two other things free with it? I mean, are, because you're buying it for, you're getting it for one purpose and it can do multiple things. That's, that's great planning. And the fact that that's readily available on there is very little knowledge on it. Is a surprise, right? But there's it's a surprise because, and this is a terrible thing to say, but it's kind of been held exclusively for the rich. Mm -hmm. Now I'm I'm saying that. What is that? What does the statement say? That something could be available for the rich, but not the normal guy that's working his butt off to create wealth for him and his family. 
that he's not even have access to the tool. I, I don't know what you say there, but that's pretty easy to prove because <laughs> you can talk to a hundred people. How many even heard of the concept or that was available for them to use? And yet the concept has been around for a hundred years. This isn't like brand new. Well, yeah, we and, didn't invent this. Yeah. And, and, and you see, <laughs> and again, I don't want to, I don't believe much of mass media, but you see mass media, oh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk didn't pay this amount of taxes, but they're so wealthy. You know why? Because they use something like the family LLC. They they use these tools. Rich people use these tools left and right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they use the tools. Yeah. As I and say, George, George Steinbrenner, owner of the Yankees, was the only one who masterfully did not use the tool. He, he decided <laughs> to pass away in a year that there was no uh, estate tax limit. So, you know, yeah, unless we have the opportunity, we got to have a plan. <laughs> you got to you got to admit you're pretty blessed when you know when to die. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's called perfect tax planning. Yes. Now, if you don't think you're George Steinbrenner and can manage to have accumulate billions and then pass away at the one time there is no tax, you need help. Huh? That's a great one. We got to use that. <laughs> Can we use that as a commercial? And, and, and I got a feeling under our current environment, we're not we're not going to see another uh, tax code like that happen. that <laughs> can be available. Uh, so right. we kind of all missed the window of that that tax planning opportunity. Oh man! So we well, have and, to have a plan. And, and just we may have said this before: the most uh, advertised or well-known person that used these tools was Sam Walton. Yep. Yep. And to pass his wealth to the next generation the way he did. Oh. You didn't see him in the name. This kid's just bought the Denver Broncos. One of his kids just bought the Denver Broncos. Four billion record record price for NFL team. Well, he, because dad was not only a phenomenal businessman, but had some wisdom on how to protect his wealth. Is available for anyone. And it's right there in his autobiography or biography, I'll say, probably a biography. Was reading it. I think it's like 12 pages in. He talked about it right when he started at Walmart. That was one of the first things he did was structure it right. And I about fell off my seat that was that prominent <laughs> in a book. You know, and I'm sure everybody else who read that book has, you know, again, about 98% of people probably have no clue what that whole page was talking about. But how important that was to pass on that wealth to the rest of the family. And at that time, he didn't know that Walmart was going to be worth multi-billions, that they're the wealthiest family out there. No no clue. See, they, he didn't go, oh, I'm going to do the structure because I know. Now, maybe in his dreams and in his heart and his mind, he was there. But, but it, was, it was a store in Arkansas, right? right? It was a store in Arkansas. One store. He grew it. One store in Arkansas. So he, so he didn't was, wait till he got wealthy that started planning and that's what i try to tell a lot of my clients you know if you're a small business owner we start now we plan this now so you're we actually are encouraging our clients to do really well and grow their business where other planners like oh what you're doing is overkill you shouldn't be doing that right now well so i'm on the positive side saying no my client can do this they can grow their business they can become really wealthy pass on assets to their family give money to charity i'm already in their corner where the other planners are out there saying no, you don't need that right now. You just pay more taxes. Don't worry about protecting it. So who's really for them? I think WMA, so, Wealth Management Accounting Forum, not them. Justin, what Chris just said, that it's important to us to dream with the client. 
to say what now could is so far out of your realm that you can't even conceive it. Let's let's mention it and talk about it. And I think we put this maybe on another podcast where we actually had a family that I was up in Fort Wayne and just and I just ran into them. I didn't even know they're going to be there. And the, this this lady and and it just said, Dennis, I got a kind of a bone to pick with you. And I okay, uh, what? And she says. Well, we just had something happen that you predicted, what, 10 years ago? Chris knows what family I'm talking about, because it was where they were able to save 50000 in one year. And I was working with them, dreaming a little bit, and talking about them. And through that process, I said, okay, it's so great you save 50000 but when is that going to be a couple more zeros? When is that going to be 500000 And mm-hmm. I challenge you to bring that in your dreams. She met with Chris, and they did it that year. Wow. And she says, I thought you were so crazy for mentioning this was a possibility and we did it. I just wanted to let you know. Talk about an exhilarating experience that a client remembered it, used it as a challenge and accomplished it. Right. Makes it all worthwhile for what we do. Right. It's almost we're bringing the tools. I don't know if this is the right way to say it. We're bringing the tools of the ultra wealthy down to the average business owner, right? And, you know, I, I, what I like about WMA is, you know, you guys are humble and you do dream with your clients, right? You do envision for them what they envision. And they're talking to other advisors that don't have this dream. The other advisors are looking at the bottom line. Well, your net worth is not quite high enough to do this or, you know, your business is not structured. And you guys see the potential in those individuals and business owners in the create stage where they're creating wealth and they have a vision for their life. Um, there aren't many organizations that will do that or take the risk to do that, right? Because it does take time and energy and, and resources and the returns are there, but the returns are longer term. Yeah, I think, I think when Sam Walton started, he was the average business owner. <laughs> you know, I said one store, you know, small family operation. I mean, I can list dozens of clients that I work with that are perhaps one office, one store, family operation. But like I said, we're dreaming with them. We're going to help them walk through the asset protection, the state planning of that, the investment management, and the tax planning so that they can fulfill the dreams that they want to have for their family, for their business, and for their legacy. Yep. That's great. And so we, I've, we, I, Oh, go ahead, Denny. We, we've done this long enough to actually see clients start with their business, selling it for millions, we had several that sold it for $10 million. And we're talking about people that are in their 40s wow. selling their business for $10 million with it. And, and they did it. We just helped them create the wealth. Mm. And, the, and, the, and the one that I just, which we haven't had this client that long, but some of the things we've helped them do, he just called me and said, we thought we were going to sell the business for t- 10 or 20 million, but it looks like we may have an offer for 150 million. That is celebration. Yeah. What joy to work with people to create wealth. And, but they're, they're the ones with the idea. They're the ones putting in the hard work. We're just helping them go to a level that I don't think them, they themselves could ever dream of that. How do we make that as a, Explain the value of that to our clients to dream and help them create that wealth. Well, and, and here's one way, and I want to end with this uh, because we're, we're reaching our time limit for the podcast. Um, 
but this has been such a fantastic conversation. So you, if you're a business owner watching this or an individual watching this, you may say, oh, this is great, but how do I do it, right? Is this attainable for me? And I want to talk about, Denny and Chris, our fixed fee agreement. Because that's a little bit different than how others do it. But to me, it makes this process, everything we talked about in this podcast and previous podcasts, attainable for the quote-unquote average billionaire, uh, billionaire, the average business owner. <laughs> billionaires too, we'll take them. Yeah, we'll take billionaires too. But the, the Sam Walton with one store, right? Not the empire, but how, how, how is this attainable for the Sam Walton with one store? Talk about the fixed fee agreement. Uh, maybe go ahead, Denny. Again, we had this idea from a book. Uh, obviously, we want to be well-read on all the possible ways to create wealth. And this is from an author that said, business owners can't stand getting billed every little whip stitch. You know, they, they call the attorney, there's a bill. They call the CPA, there's a bill. And he said, "Would as an accounting firm, would you take the risk of offering someone one fee to answer any question or do anything for them for a year. And it is a huge risk. <laughs> so we started that. And, and, and we also knew that our biggest problems were a client wouldn't call us on something important because they didn't want a bill. And yet that $50 bill could have saved them, you know, 50,000. And we're going, oh my goodness. So we wanted to, uh, do away with the fee of a uh, the fear of a fee and have a client call us for anything that had to do with the dollar so we started it and um it's been marvelous had no idea that the clients would love it and that we wouldn't go broke <laughs> It, it was a win-win because it started working out. We developed a system uh, that's really good. And then they, when we started, I think we had 20 or 30 clients. I said, let's try these clients. I said, let them know. Like, I come to you, Justin, say, this, Justin, this is like four years ago. I say, Justin, we're trying this. Will you be a guinea pig? And I explained, you're going to pay me one fee and you can call. We do the taxes. We do the wealth man. We do everything for you, Justin. And you go, for that fee? Okay, sign me up. No brainer. Well, we didn't go broke the first year. <laughs> In fact, it was really, really good because what we were able to do with you communicating is we, you were making the right choices. You had the team, which you were creating wealth, and then you were buying, investing the wealth, which, which we made more money. So the more we helped you, the more money you made, the more. <laughs> and, and, and then so we go the second and the third and the fourth year, and all, and all of a sudden, um, the client started saying, hey, I have someone I told about your fixed price agreement. Can they come on the team? All of a sudden, our existing fixed price agreements were sending other people. And I'm going, wow. Um, so I, if, I don't know if that explains it enough, but it's it's individualized. There's not a one size fits all. You know, if, we, if you have a big business, we're doing 100 employees, we're doing the payroll. That's obviously going to be different than somebody with 10 employees. So we do not like the one size fits all. And if there's anything you can say about what we do is we want to customize your fees, your services to what gives you the best bang for the buck. And I don't like using that term, but that system is in, I think we are, isn't it four years now, Chris? Probably overall since the strategy started, yeah. correct. And uh, it has grown and grown and grown. Our team is super excited about it. It works. And I, um, and I think most importantly, it holds us as a firm accountable. 
you know, then we, we set a fixed price. We believe we can do that to make a profit that helps our business and our families, but it's also doing a great job for the client. And we're not, you're not just going to keep and continually build because our business needs more money or not. We, we have to hold ourselves accountable. Right. Well, I think it's, it's the clarity for the business owner, right? If you really add up what you're paying for your CPA, your lawyer, your tax lawyer, your, your investment advisor, it's probably way more than the uh, uh, fixed fee agreement. And it's, it's almost the fear that way I'm on this call with my uh, CPA and lawyer. Like, are they running the clock right now? What bill am I going to get at the end of the year? We see that a lot. So I, I just love, I think, I mean, I think people would pay more just to have the clarity up front of what they're paying. That's that's the power of it. Well, well we actually give discounts. Um, they're get a, and we especially this time of year, business owners had a really good year. And I said, we're doing that right now at this time is going over the fixed price and if they'd like to renew. And um, then we say, if you want to pay the year up, there's a discount. We're putting the service together. That's a discount. So they seem yes. very very pleased. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits. Well. That's it for the podcast. We unpacked so much today about planning, but I'll say we just touched on it. And if you're listening to this, watching this, and you want more, uh, first of all, subscribe to the podcast on all channels, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's number one, YouTube, uh, if you're watching, or, or Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. And two, if you really want to dive in, schedule a meeting. There, there's no pressure. There's no fee. You just schedule a meeting, and you can talk through these things and really see what a cohesive plan, what all-inclusive wealth management can look like. Because we gave great scenarios and examples, but your situation is much different than the next person. And so what wealth management accounting does is we provide a customized bespoke solution for you. We look at all areas, whether it's asset protection, estate planning, investment management, tax planning, for this financial circle of care. And that ultimately leads you to you know, grow, retain, and protect your wealth. Uh, so thanks for joining us again. Thank you, Denny and Chris. Uh, Denny will be joining us next week where we have Greg Reynolds uh, and an exciting discussion we're going to have with him. And Chris will join us in a future couple podcasts ahead of us. Uh, thanks again for joining for the Wealth Management Unfiltered podcast.